What's up, guys? Fred Apley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 62 on Saturday. Alexa Grasso versus Viviani Araujo in the main event. Should be a good one. 12 fights on the slate. <clears throat> I'm expecting some high scores for sure. And this is like, a, we're coming into a stacked slate of fights between now and the rest of the year. I think we have six straight weeks of fights between now and Thanksgiving, then a week off, and then a few cards in December to finish off the year. Thank you guys so much for the support, as always, throughout this this fighting season. As always, I am going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and another tournament matchup that I really like for the slate. Before I get into it, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and let me know who your favorite play is in the 9K range. We're going the top end this week, which we'll talk about um, a couple fighters, but I think it's I think it's tricky because there are definitely some fighters who stand out from a metric standpoint, but not necessarily from, you know, they maybe lack the name value that we see on other slates. So if you can really pinpoint who's going to smash in that top end, that could help separate you from the field. Without further ado, let's get into my cash game play of the week, which is going to be Viviani Araujo at 7.2K. All right, for cash games, I want to talk about Araujo at 7.2K. She's a considerable underdog here against Alexa Grasso, plus 195 to win. Um, and the reason why I'm not choosing Grasso to talk about, although I do think she rates out just fine as a cash game option, is just because the, the top range is stacked and you have you know a minus 700 fighter at 9.5K, Brito's uh got big odds victor henry's you know minus 400 i want to talk about askarov a little bit too so there there are a lot of decent fighters to choose from in this 9k range whereas in the bottom end it, it gets a little bit more difficult and i definitely think arujo is at least live in this matchup grasso is going to excel as a boxer and as a volume boxer specifically she averages 4.92 significant strikes landed per minute absorbing 3.79 per minute 63 percent striking defense pretty solid numbers and you know she's topped out at 148 significant strikes landed against carolina in 2019 and she's coming off a submission win against joanne wood but i just don't think grasso landing takedowns winning by submission is a realistic path to victory for her against most opponents including Arujo, who i perceive to be a better grappler um is a black belt in jiu-jitsu yeah she gave up a, a takedown here and there throughout her ufc career one takedown to andrea lee one takedown to montana de la rosa but defending takedowns at 90 percent throughout her career averaging 2.23 takedowns per 15 minutes grasso only averaging 0.5 takedowns Defending at 60%. Of the two, I think Araujo is the better wrestler here. And I think Araujo has a very realistic chance to land takedowns, earn top control, and kill off some time. And whether that translates into five rounds of ground control and a victory, I'm not so sure. But I definitely think she can make rounds competitive, especially early rounds. One of the downsides to Araujo probably is her cardio. We've seen her slow down late in fights. Um... She lost a decision to Caitlin Chukagian, who just outvolumed her. She lost a decision to Jessica I, who just outvolumed her. So Arusha having some success, slowing down, getting outvolumed is a very realistic outcome, especially for a Grasso win. But even on the feet, I mean, I think Arusha is very capable. She averages 4.75 significant strikes landed per minute, 58% striking defense. 
she's absorbing strikes at a high rate, but I think it's a little bit skewed by the, by Chukagian's numbers because um, at least Chukagian throws kicks at distance where Grasso is a little bit more boxing dependent. And I think as long as Araujo is fresh, she's going to be able to compete with Grasso on the feet. She's a, a very solid, you know, tie striker, and she has more than just hands. She can kick as well. And, um, you know, Grasso has not yet landed a knockdown in three, six, nine UFC fights. It's not like she's has a massive chance to win by KO here. I, I think Grasso's path to victory is pretty much getting an extended fight, throwing a lot of volume, hoping Arujo tires. And, and that's fine. I'm just not sure it's indicative of a minus 235 betting line. So on DraftKings at 7.2K, I think it's pretty likely that even if Grasso wins, Arujo survives a long period of time. I mean, this fight is minus 205 to go the full 25 minutes. So if you're getting 25 minutes of Araujo, you got to assume, project she lands a couple takedowns, earns some top control time. And yeah, maybe she loses a, a round or two or three on the feet, but I expect her to put up um, a fair number of significant strikes. She landed 80 plus in three of her last four to decision so she could easily reach 100 significant strikes herself i just think she's a very quality cash game play if you want to fade her in tournaments shoot for higher upside i understand but arujo 7.2k i think is a pretty high pretty high floor even in a loss and at least some path to victory if she can earn multiple takedowns and her cardio checks out for 25 minutes so should be a good main event looking forward to that one all right moving on to my tournament play of the week i would like to talk about askar askarov at 9.2k um he'll probably get some ownership but i think he's going to be a little bit overlooked here price between grasso in the main event victor henry brito and rodriguez priced above him and askarov has some of the highest wrestling upside on this entire slate um he, I mean, he's just a quality wrestler. He averages 2.6 takedowns per 15 minutes. In the UFC, he's landed four, zero, two, five, and two takedowns. Um, coming off a loss to Kai Kara France, which re is really concerning. And, like, I definitely think Askarov could just lose this fight against Brandon Roy Val, who's very dangerous on the feet, on the ground, with his submissions, with his aggressive striking. Roy Val could just knock Askarov out or submit him or turn the tide at any point, and if Askarov's getting tired, um, I think Roy Val, you know, is, is live for a late upset. But Roy Val just doesn't have any defense, like in any area of the game. He gets hit a ton. He's defending strikes at 50%. He's defending takedowns, more importantly, at 39%. And Bontarine landed eight takedowns against him, and earned, let me see, how much control? Seven minutes, 41 seconds of control. And Askarov's probably a better wrestler than Bontarine. And if Askarov just tries to land takedowns, he's going to succeed. Um, he landed five takedowns against Joseph Benavidez, four takedowns against Brandon Moreno, who are decent wrestlers. Raval's a good submission grappler, but I think Askarov has a ton of wrestling upside here. He may still miss the optimal lineup if Henry goes out there and wins by first round KO, and Brito wins by first round rear naked choke, and Rodriguez wins by first round KO. Yeah, then I'm not as confident in Askarov, but I mean, grappling just scores so well. Um, 
that I think Askarov has a pretty high floor and ceiling in a win here. Roy Val likes to push the pace. Askarov is a pretty heavy favorite, minus 255. So uh, odds makers, you know, and the public think that he's likely to win. Plus 210 inside the distance. We've already seen Roy Val TKO'd and submitted in the UFC. So finish is far from impossible, I would say, with Askarov as well. Um, and I'm just hoping maybe ownership goes elsewhere, so he's not going to be the ultra chalk of this slate, where I think probably Brito and Rodriguez and Henry will gain a lot of it, um, as will some in the in the mid-8Ks. But maybe Askarov will be a little bit overlooked. If that's the case, I'm going to target him pretty moderately for his takedown upside against a questionably defensive opponent in Roy Val. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. I'm going to the mid-range here to talk about my guy Nick Maximov, again at 8.3K, coming off his first career loss uh, to Andre Petrovsky, just a, a first-minute submission. Um, really not too concerned by that loss, to be quite honest. Just Petrovsky is a front runner, and he's very explosive early, and he locked up a nice choke, and props to him. That was that. But... I still think Nick has the technical wrestling ability, the physicality, the submission grappling. He's improving as a striker, uh, shown good cardio. He has all the tools to kind of dominate and control fights over 15 minutes. And just go back one fight prior to that, 11 takedowns against Puna Soriano. Um, I think this is going to be a really fun matchup against Jacob Malkoon, who I, I respect. I think is a good talent. I think tries really, really hard. But... I do think Maximov is a better wrestler. And, you know, Malkoon, Malkoon has landed a lot of takedowns. He's averaging 6.95 takedowns, landed for 15 minutes, eight, six, and seven takedowns in his last three fights. But, I mean, he's mostly been fighting guys who have horrible defensive wrestling, especially Abdul Razak Al-Hassan and A.J. Dobson, just guys who are not very competent in the wrestling department. I thought he looked good against Brendan Allen too, landing seven takedowns, but you go back and rewatch that fight and it's like Allen just didn't put up too much resistance, I didn't think. And then when Allen tried to wrestle, he shot two takedowns on Malkoon, landed both, and he like got Mount instantly. So I just think Maximov is capable of landing takedowns in this spot. I think he's capable of earning control and unlike some of his past opponents who i mean puna is bricked up and like a super dangerous knockout artist brundage is bricked up and petrosky is bricked up too and an explosive early finisher malcoon is not as physical of an athlete as those fighters he's not as strong of a defensive wrestler as those fighters and i i think the the wrestling of of Maximov will will show itself over the course of 15 minutes. Um, I like the work rate for Malkoon. That's kind of his his perceived advantage. He tries very very hard. He's not going to tire. He's just he's not an elite submission grappler. He doesn't really strike much at distance. So he's going to probably have to out grapple uh, Maximov if he wants to get this win. And I, I don't think he's going to do that. But regardless, it's a fight that I like from a fantasy perspective, because I think the winner has a lot of grappling upside. Um, and Maximov in his two wins in the UFC has put up 96 and 124 points and they've come in decision. So it's not like he even needs a finish to score well. In the mid range here, 8.3k, I think it's kind of an obvious spot. Um, 
maybe he doesn't end up on the winning lineup exactly. Maybe he scores 85, 90 points, but I think he has a pretty high floor in a win. And I still do think he has a hundred plus point upside. I mean, he already has the, re- the UFC record in this division for most uh, takedowns landed. And again, Malkoon, I just don't think he's super defensively sound. I think this matchup sets itself up well for there to be a lot of grappling exchanges. And I will be definitely investing in Maximov uh, this weekend at 8.3K. All right, moving on to the tournament matchup of the week. This one shouldn't come as a surprise. I have to talk about it, though. Jordan Wright versus Dusko Todorovic. Todorovic minus 200, Wright plus 170. This fight is... Oh, I clicked on the wrong one. Um, this fight is minus six ten to end inside the distance. Um, Todorovic eight point seven k, Wright seven point five k, and and I, I mean I think it's going to I think it's going to end inside the distance in the first couple rounds. Wright has been a first round or bust fighter throughout his entire career, coming off another submission loss in round one to Marc Andre Barriot, which isn't a good sign. Prior to that. Round one KO lost to Bruno Silva. He has round one KOs against Pickett and Villanueva. Round two KO lost to Buckley. Round one KO lost to Fluffy Hernandez. So it's just been it's just been his entire career, and there's no real reason to assume suddenly this fight will last 15 minutes, especially against a guy in Todorovic who is somewhat knockout or bust himself. I mean, Todorovic definitely has the tools to go the distance, but he doesn't have the defense. I mean, especially the striking defense. And this is something I noted with him coming into the UFC. Just leaves his chin right up in the air, was destroyed by Puna Soriano in the first round, Um, beat up by Gregory Rodriguez, came back to win by first-round KO against Maki Patolo, and coming off now another first-round KO loss to Chidi Injikawani. So there's not it's sort of self-explanatory here. If Wright wins, the most likely outcome for him is a first-round knockout. He's plus 210 to win inside the distance. His only wins in the UFC have come by first-round knockout. Todorovic has already lost multiple times in the UFC by first-round knockout. Wright 7.5K. Whether or not you think he wins doesn't really matter. I think you need exposure to him. Uh, what I say, plus one seventy to win. So not expected to win, but it's it's quite realistic that he could hurt Todorovic early in the fight, get a finish, put up a big score, and be on the optimal lineup. And on the flip side, if Todorovic can just survive a little bit of time, he's probably going to hurt Wright. He also has grappling upside. He's pretty good from top position. Um, Wright doesn't seem to have the cardio or durability and Todorovic is aggressive. He throws volume 5.36 significant strikes landed per minute. I think there's a little bit more risk with Todorovic at 8.7 K, but still a fight you want to invest in with that minus 610 ITD line. Todorovic is minus 135 inside that distance, a very good market 8.7 K. I love this one. This one's going to be probably two minutes of action and then a finish. So definitely make sure you get an investment on that fight. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you for the support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, Brett Apley, double T, double P. Again, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video. Let me know who your favorite fighter is in the 9K range. And yeah, best of luck this week in your contest, guys. Stay safe. Take care. Talk to you soon. Peace.